0: 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 630 chad the game is over when the final buzzer sounds the analysis ends when you say it does this is overtime open line interviews analysis and your opinion oilers hockey is brought to you by world of spas and now the heartland ford overtime open line Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 chat. Jets unable to clear.
1: Larson will knock it down in the corner. Nugent Opkin shot score. Edmonton takes a 3-2 lead. The setup. For- the Nuj is indeed huge. The game winner. At 14-44, the third period, the Edmonton Oilers hold off the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers bumped their record to 34-23-8 with the calendar changing to March. And the Oilers are right there in very good spot to clinch a berth in the postseason. They are in control of their own destiny when it comes to that. Leon Dreisaitl tops 100 points, and Mike Smith outstanding in net with 39 saves. He is 11-1-4 since the calendar flipped to 2020. Two minutes before 11, we're live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford. The Oilers' power play goes two for two. They're penalty-killing goes two for two and Rob I mean we're into the stretch drive of the season and this has been an ongoing theme for the Edmonton Oilers good goaltending downright outstanding special teams and they pull out a big win.
2: Well if they get quality goaltending you know they're scoring at least one on the power play possibly too. You know they're not giving anything up shorthanded uh, it's a recipe for success they, their, their power play is downright scary right now uh, even though the times that they don't score, they, they've created so much momentum going forward that they've got the other team back on their heels. Tonight they scored their, uh, the goal at the end of the period there. They could have had four goals before that. You know, Hellebeck made a number of big saves. It's almost not fair the, the amount of talent that the Oilers can put out on their power play. You can't take penalties against them, which means you lose a little bit of your aggressiveness when you're playing against the top te- or the top players. You can't be physical as much on McDavid or on Drysaddle because you can't afford to go sit in the box. Uh, especially teams on the, the, the shorthanded side of it. Holland went out this summer and and he found players that he knew that could be good penalty killers. He knew that they would fit a a type of role and they've come in here and been excellent. Uh, And then you throw in the fact that their goaltending tonight absolutely stole them a game. Winnipeg Jets deserve more than, they deserved a point at least, possibly two in the game that they played tonight. But Mike Smith wasn't going to he wasn't going to be denied that win tonight, as he was absolutely. Excellent. To me, that might have been his best performance of the season. And I know he had the great game in Pittsburgh, but the quality of chances he faced tonight, and it wasn't—he wasn't facing third and line, third and fourth line shots. It was the Wheelers, it was the the Shifleys, it was the Ellers. Those were the guys that were coming down on odd man breaks, and time and time again, he turned them away. It was an excellent night by Mike Smith, and a huge victory and a huge two points for the Edmonton Oilers.
1: Well, the Jets had a man advantage basically for the last five minutes of the game. Caleb Jones went off for high sticking at 4.44. Oilers killed it off. And then the Jets pulled Hellebuck with two and a half minutes left. So just shy of five minutes. They had an extra attacker on the ice. Shifley set up. For the one-timer yeah he missed the net a couple of times but smith got across on a couple some jam plays he was able to hold the fort sprawling with 41 seconds left and getting a glove up on a shot by connor that i'm sure he would like to to shoot again but still you got as a goalie you got to be there
2: well and honestly the one before that that allowed Connor to get the rebound. There was a puck that came in from the point and re- redirected it, and that's why he had to do the splits, and that's why the rebound went out to Connor. But the save before that was the better of the two saves, and then he was able to get his body in, a, in the way again. Uh, the one thing that I know that Bob and Jack talk about it all the time, and when you talk about uh, him as a goaltender, Smith as a goaltender, it, it's battles. Like, he, he just, like, every shot that comes in, he's battling on. It's It never, never looks easy. It never looks uh, routine. It's a battle every time he makes a save, and that's what you love about him is it doesn't matter if he's down and out in a play. He's somehow going to battle and get back into it. So, to me, Mike Smith was one, two, and three stars, and he was excellent in this hockey game. And right now, the Winnipeg Jets are going home trying to figure out how they didn't squeak a point out of this game.
1: Dry Seidel gets two tonight. Nugent Hopkins gets one. Both players had three points this evening. Connor McDavid with a couple of assists. Shaw and Connor, the goal scorers for the Winnipeg Jets who take the loss in this one, and they, their record drops to 33-28-6 on the season, the scoreboard generally uh, pretty good to the Oilers today, Vancouver lost, Calgary lost we'll update everything in a few minutes, but the Oilers in uh, second place in the Pacific Division, four points behind Vegas who are absolutely on fire they have now won eight in a row, All right, let's go down to the Oilers dressing room courtesy of GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices gcldiesel.com, here's head coach Dave Tippett
3: did a pretty good job of getting a game back that it kind of got
4: away from me a little bit in the second period. You
5: know what, I, I didn't mind our first period. It was uh, competitive. Second period, we just turned so many pucks over and and then uh, then it made it a couple critical mistakes that ended up in the back of our net, so we got time to uh, a huge goal, the, the power play goal at the end of the second to kind of give us some life going into the dressing room in the third, and then I thought the third we were, we were much better. We we played harder and uh, were more committed with the puck. And uh, Nuge makes a great shot off a of good play in the offensive zone, and Schmidty uh, was able to hang on for us. So it was. Uh, we'll take the points and move on.
3: You saw Dreisaitl have struggled through December, and then mm-hmm.
5: kind of turn his game around, and he just hasn't looked yeah. back since. What's the no. biggest? <laughs> you know what? Uh, the the biggest he wants to be a top player. Like he he drives himself, and I, I in December our team was struggling a little bit. He was. I almost look at it, he was trying too hard. He was, you know, trying to do too much and putting himself in trouble. Now he just, he knows he's a big part of our team. He's got to play well. He's got to do his part. And he's just a beast out there. Like, you watch him play. He's all situations, too. It's not just power play. He's penalty kill, face off. I mean, he's a, he's a beast out there. So he's playing really well right now. And, and uh, you know, the line, I thought the line tonight, even without Yamo with Cass, jumped in there, did a good job for him. So... Us, but him and Nuge uh, made a good play for us, and that's the difference in the game.
6: Something about the way Mike Smith goes about his business, like just that battle level, he's like kind of all over the place. Yeah. Just the intensity level that you don't normally see from a goalie.
5: No, he, he's, uh, he's a leader. He's a leader and a goalie. You know, a lot of times the goaltender just gets in there and does his job, but he's one of the leaders in that room. And uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. I've known him since he walked in as a long-haired rookie in in Dallas, and I've had him three places. He's ultra competitive, ultra competitive, and uh, you see what he can do when he gets in a tough situation. That last two minutes there, I just watched it on tape. He made some great saves, great saves. So uh, credit to him for keeping us in there. But, but like I say, we're it's a good game for our team to learn because there's some good and some bad, and you. You recognize what your what the top parts of the game were, and you try to correct them a little earlier, and you try to accentuate the good. So, going on this road trip, that's what we'll be looking for. Dave,
6: do you consider Nuge no
5: he said it was a major adjustment playing along the boards for a center. Yeah, but he's so smart, Nuge is so smart. He reads Very situations. Much. That's that's what makes him a real good player with Dry settle because Dry can get freelancing sometime, and Nuge just re, Nuge reads off him so well, you know. So uh, Nuge is just one of those guys. He, I don't know. He's, coaches have players, and when you look down the bench, you see a guy, and you look at his name, and you just think that guy can do the job for you. And that reputation is earned through his play, and that's where Nugent is. I mean, he's, he's so smart. He plays in all situations. He just You look down. You, if you put him out there, you know you're going to get what
4: you're hoping for.
1: Well, Dave Tippett with high praise for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who gets the game winner and two assists tonight. He plays 21:20, three shots on goal, played on the power play, played on the penalty kill. That was his 166th career NHL goal, Rob. I wonder how many. <laughs> we, sh- we should go back and find film of all of them, but there would be a significant number that he, have, he has put right in that exact spot on goaltenders. Uh,
2: yeah, and it's a tough shot. I- I'm a lefty too, and you, trying to put it in the far side below the blocker is, is not the natural way that a lefty shoots. Normally when you're a lefty, you shoot over the glove or to the glove side. That's why it fools so many goaltenders, because goaltender goaltender's trying to read what the shooter's doing, and he sees it on a lefty stick. Okay, this is where the puck should go, but he's got the ability to put it in the same spot every time, and he has it just high enough to get over the pad, just low enough to be below the blocker, and just inside the post, and it's, it's funny. When, when you see him get the puck there, like when I knew when he started, got the puck from Leon started skating in, you knew he was going there. And you gotta think the goaltender knows what his tendency is too, and he still beats the goaltender. It's a smooth shot, it's quick off his stick, he doesn't take a windup, he just snaps it very, very quickly. And I agree, I I bet you two thirds of the goals he scored in the National Hockey League are in that exact same spot, but if you got a spot and the goalie can't stop it, keep going there, and right now he's getting opportunities. Playing with Leon right now, he's he's refound his game rnh over the last couple of years he's been put in positions where he's had to carry lines where he'd have to do the forecheck the back check he'd have to win the puck battles and then there was no one setting him up now he's got a true playmaker i mean one of the top five in the national hockey league and you're seeing the abilities that rnh has this is this is what uh, probably has been hidden because of the fact he's been hidden on different lines over the last couple of years now he's starting to blossom again and you're seeing what a
1: Uh, A superstar he has the ability to be. Well, that's a great point if you compare to what we were often saying about Ryan Nugent Hopkins a year ago. Who are his wingers? Mm -hmm. Look what he's doing without much five-on-five support. I mean, he still had pretty good point totals last season, but now now you're seeing when you have at least one other person on your line, like Dreisaitl, and then he and Dreisaitl Yamamoto have been incredible, now all of a sudden... Nugent Hopkins getting the points. And what did he have at the start of the season? Like he had a goal on his first fifty shots or something like that. And and you know, say, oh, when is it going to break for him? And he said he's such a popular player because he's been here so long through so many bad teams, and he and he's always been the solid all round player. And now that he's you know really getting rewarded and really coming up big in big games like this, I I think a lot of fans are happy to see. Well,
2: he's popular for a lot of reasons. He's popular because of the kind of person he is. I, I do a lot of events with certain players and there, there's no no better person than R.N.H. Uh, away from the rink. He's just an incredibly nice young man. He, he's popular because, as Dave Tippett talked about, when you look down the bench, okay, I need someone to kill a penalty. Okay, 90, 93, you get out there. Oh, I need someone on the power play. Okay, you get back out there again. Five on five, I need you to go against the other team's top players, shut them down. And, another, and the third reason he's popular is there's never been a complaint. RNH was a first pick overall. He was supposed to be a star in this league. And all of a sudden, Leon comes in, Connor comes in, and RNH at times was playing third line minutes, playing with guys that probably aren't in the National Hockey League anymore. And he's been asked to do certain things. Okay, I need you. Okay, you're going to carry these two guys. You're not going to get any points, but you're going to go out there wanting to shut down this other team's line. And he did everything without a word of negativity. He says, okay, that's my job. I'm going to do it. Now he's getting an opportunity to play a different type of role on this team, and you're seeing what his abilities allow him to do. 3-2.
1: The Oilers win it tonight over the Winnipeg Jets. Really good game. Mike Smith, excellent. The Oilers led it one nothing after the first. The Jets got two goals in 34 seconds in the second period. And then, as Rob referenced, the dry goal on the power play with 11.8 seconds left in the second period. Nugent Hopkins winner with 5.16 to go in the third. Power play first in the league. It goes two for two. The Jets' penalty killing coming into tonight had gone 16 for 16 in its last seven games. So the Oilers win that battle. And, you know, again, with the penalty kill, we, we know about the skill. With those three guys, you know, Chase on neal who's ever the net front guy, does his thing. It's usually been Clef Bomb on the point, Nurse or Bear now. But especially that power play late in the second period, the number of times the Jets looked like they were going to clear the puck and those, you know, quote-unquote, skill guys find a way to keep the puck alive.
2: Well, the tenacity of those players is second to none. They're great at puck retrieval. Uh, Leon is big and strong so if there's a battle for a puck he's going to win the battle uh, Nugent Hopkins is, is, is sneaky so he'll get his stick in there and lift your stick and steal a puck away from you and then Connor, his speed uh, there was a couple times tonight where the Jet had a 10 foot head start to get a puck that was in the far corner and Connor beat him to it and the Jet did nothing wrong he just doesn't have the speed to beat him the reason the Oilers power play is so successful so take a look at Winnipeg's Winnipeg's got some pretty good players they put on their power play but when you watch it Lyon is a shooter Wheeler's a passer. Tonight, Shifley became the shooter. Uh, Connors, like, they they're, they all have a set role on their power play. So you kind of know, you saw today Mike Smith getting across. He knows when the puck's going over to Shifley, that's a one-timer. It's going over to Liney, that's a one-timer. So he, he can get set for that. But when on the Oilers' power play, all three of their stars... They have the ability to score and to play make, and they roam all over the ice. On the goal that our, uh, that Leon scored at the end of the second period, he was back door on, the, right down by the goal line. He's been on then the other goal he scored, he was on the other post. And then sometimes he's up top, he's being the guy that's setting up the guys from up top. Or then there's times where he's standing in the high slot and Connor gives them the puck there. So they all have the ability to make plays and shoot the puck. And it's really hard for defenders because they look for tendencies. The Oilers right now power play doesn't have any other, any tendencies other than scoring goals, and that's tough to defend.
1: Oilers win it three two tonight. Dreisaitl gets to 100 points. As a matter of fact, he gets to 102 points, 39 goals and 63 assists. He's the leading scorer in the National Hockey League. He got his 100 points last season on March 28th in game number 77. So he gets it in game 65 tonight. And uh, another strong game from Seidel, who's named the first star. Nudes, the second star, Mike Smith is uh, picked the third star by Hockey Night in Canada tonight our fourth star is courtesy West Point of Windermere a private estate lot only community just off Terwilliger Drive visit whiteeaglehomes.ca
2: well there's a number of guys that could be a star tonight in, in this game as there's a number of guys that came up big for the Edmonton Oilers but he only got the third star so I think he gets the fourth star too I'm giving Mike Smith two stars tonight he can,
1: he can get two He was, he was, he was pretty. Good. <laughs> he was that good you see when he uh, tried to clear the puck and he shot it off Appleton's head? <laughs>
2: I know. I don't know if a lot of players would be able to get the puck up that high that quick, and Mike Smith did, right off his head. Not Appleton's coming in there. There's no thought in his mind that the goalie's about to hit him in the head with the puck. And actually, fortunate that the puck didn't bounce back towards the net. But Mike Smith can move the puck harder than... Probably most of the defensemen Uh, on the Edmonton Oilers.
1: he looks disappointed if there's a dump in where he doesn't get to play it.
2: Well, yeah, he he jumps. He's ready. He wants it. Well, then did you hear people at the end when they dumped it around with the empty net? He had time. I thought
1: he had time. He did. I wondered if he was just going to fire it down I guarantee
2: you if it was a two-goal lead, he would have taken a chance.
1: 3-2, the Oilers take it tonight. So, again, their record 34-23-8 on the season this was game 65 on the year so 17 to go for the Oilers they're going to have a busy march tough games coming up here on the road but they bank uh, a couple more points and they're alone in second place in the Central Division. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer Japanese Village. Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Okay, so the, they started the game with McDavid, Ennis, and Athanasiou on a line for the third period. Ennis and McDavid were together. Athanasiu was not on that line. Yeah, Double-A had a tough game.
2: There was one shift in the second period where twice he had chances to get the puck out of his own zone and turned it over twice. And we we said this before, when new players were coming in, they were getting great opportunities. But they were going to have to play good defensive hockey if they wanted those opportunities. The one thing that we've seen with Dave Tippett, he expects you to play the right way in both ends of the ice. And if, if you're just going to be making the right plays in the offensive zone and not doing everything in the proper way defensively, well then you're not going to get those offensive chances. And you saw that. He, who did he go? And it goes back to what Dave Tippett talked about R&H. There's times when you look down your bench and you have full faith in certain players. Dave Tippett, we've seen this throughout the year, has full faith in Archibald as a hockey player. He knows what his strengths are and he knows he has limitations but he, he also knows that when he puts him out there, he's getting the exact same effort every single shift. So in the third period, in a close game, you can't afford to make a mistake defensively. He put out one of his safest forwards to play with Connor McDavid and that line was fine in the third period. Double A didn't get a whole lot of ice time come third t- third period.
1: That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, you, a chiropractor visit albertachiro.com Yeah, We'll see how it goes with Double uh, with A Tyler Ennis though, I mean I know he's held off the score sheet tonight, played 14 and a half minutes and you know, again, a a smaller player, not as small as as Yamamoto, but uh, an excellent four-checker. And, and, you know, there's that saying in in hockey, well, it looked like the puck was following him around. I mean, no, the puck's not following him around. He he knows where the puck is going. Well,
2: it's funny, as you were talking about him, he's being interviewed on Hockey Night in Canada right now, and they showed him as a little kid playing in his basement. Looked like he had a little dress on skate, or running around his basement scoring goals, and now they're actually showing a bunch of his highlights. And we we just talked about Dave Tippett trusting his players. Anders made about three or four really good defensive plays early in this hockey game. On backchecks, getting his stick in the right area, getting pucks out when he needed to. He, he's a smart hockey player. He, he's he's always had the offensive instincts, and over the last couple of years, as he's he's gotten a little older, he hasn't had the opportunities that he's getting right now in Edmonton, right now he's playing with Connor McDavid. He thinks the game very well. He knows when to get the puck into the right spot. And there's a couple times today that a lot of players would have moved the puck to Connor, which would have been the wrong play because Connor was covered. He looked at Connor, he dumped it, and he went in and got the puck. He's quicker than I ever thought he was. He's he's tenacious, Uh, doesn't get knocked off the puck. So uh, when the trades were made, Everybody's trying to pencil in where they think each player is going to play. And a lot of people thought, okay, Ennis might get on the third line with Sheehan or be a depth player on the fourth line. Double A was going to play with Connor. Well, with the suspension to Cassian, it opened up a spot. Now, after three games, you're thinking, okay, Ennis has found a home with Connor McDavid, probably with Cassian when Yamamoto comes back, and he's earned it. Ennis has got to realize, and he's a pro, and he understands where he is in his career. He's, got, he's, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's playing for a contract. There will never be a better opportunity for him in the rest of his playing days than he has right now playing with Connor McDavid. And from every shift you've seen him take out there, he, you know that he understands that.
1: All right, the Oilers win at 3-2 over the Winnipeg Jets. Mike Smith, 39 saves in goal. Here's the Oilers netminder for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com
3: game of the day at this time of year, and everybody knows who won and lost around the league. Certainly for fans and stuff, it makes a difference. Does it make a difference in here when you know? No. I don't care who's watching. You don't care who won earlier in the day, who lost. Well, you're watching that. That's what I'm saying. But um, it's just about going out there and and I mean, it was a head-to-head matchup. It was, you know, I think one or two points difference, so I think that enough is i think not much has to be said after that so i think just looking at the standings and know how important every game is and understanding how tight the schedule is and and the uh and the standings are um just want to get points every night
6: you've uh, you've had this sort of battling type style for a long time you just feel like you are kind of thriving in in this environment right now fighting for a playoff spot battling in games like this is kind of Love?
3: Yeah, I think I mentioned it a little bit this morning. Like, these are the games you want to play in. I mean, these are these are what gets the juices flowing and, and why you play. You know, I've played for a long time, and I've played in a lot of meaningless games at this time of year, and that's not fun at all. So I think this is when it's fun. This is when you want to play and when you want to play your best. And our team found another way to get two points tonight at home. And... It's a, you know, short homestand, so we wanted to make make the best of it and go back on the road and try and collect some more. Give us a goalie's view on Leon Drysdale who gets 100 points again. Um, is that good? 100 <laughs> points? <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. But, but, you know, what, obviously he gets lots of points, we know he's good, but what do you know, What makes him good? He's just, a, he's just a horse out there. Like, he's just a horse for, for a 22-year-old kid, I mean. You forget. You got to scratch your head sometimes and remind yourself that he's, he's still a baby. <laughs> you know, from, from from my standpoint, anyways. But he, the way he plays, the way he conducts himself, um, how strong he is on the puck, um, his shot, his vision. It's it's not one thing. It's it's a lot of different things. But he's he's, he's touches so many parts of the game that are important parts. Um, Face off, you know, penalty kills. You know, does a lot of things that our team needs needs him to do, and he. And he does it uh, with a swagger about him that, you know, he wants to be the best at it. And that's what, that's what makes him, you know, such a, such a special player. And obviously, you know, 100 points at this point of the season is incredible. So kudos to him.
1: All right, that is Oilers goaltender Mike Smith. And kudos to him tonight as well. 39 stops as the Oilers beat the Jets 3-2. All right, Rob, let's get the uh, scoreboard and the standings here for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. In the anything-can-happen-on-any-given-night category, San Jose pounds Pittsburgh 5-0. The Bruins shut out the Islanders 4-zip. Kings beat the Devils 2-1 in overtime. The Flames lose 4-3 in Tampa Bay. Blackhawks over the Panthers 3 2 in a shootout. Avalanche get by the Predators 3 2. Maple Leafs drop the Canucks 4 2. Jeff Petrie, nice shot in overtime. Canadians get by the Hurricanes 4 3. Senators get a 4 3 shootout win against the Red Wings. Sam Gagne scores for Detroit. Coyotes knock down the Sabres 5 2. Blues in a shootout 4 3 over Dallas. And of course, right here at Rogers Place, Oilers over the Jets 3 2. So, Vegas 80 points. Edmonton 76 Vancouver 74 the Canucks do have a game in hand on the Oilers Calgary 73 they're fourth in the Pacific and in the first wild card slot They've played one more game than the Oilers have and Nashville has 72 points As does Winnipeg as does Arizona, but Nashville with three games in hand on both the Jets and the Coyotes. So now you start to look at, let's just take the Oilers and Winnipeg. Now, they're in different divisions. Yep. So really, if the, if, if the Oilers finish at the top three in the Pacific, it doesn't matter how many points Winnipeg and Nashville get. But Winnipeg has played 67 games. They have 30 points available. So if they win all their games, they get to 102 points. Well, I think we can safely say they're not going to win all their games. If they get two-thirds of their points, they get to 92 well, if the Oilers go 500 the rest of the way, they get to 90. This they, was, they get past that. This was a
2: huge game for the I mean, again, I, I know that the, the game against Vegas was was for first place, but to me, getting in the playoffs is more important than just than, than trying to win your division. And they put a little distance between themselves and Winnipeg. Again, if Winnipeg would have won tonight, they would have popped into the playoffs. They would have been in the first wild card spot. They pushed Nashville out. To, I, I said it about oh, a month and a half ago. I believe both wildcard teams are going to be central division teams. I think it's a battle right now between Nashville, Winnipeg, and Minnesota. I think Minnesota has been coming on. Everyone had written them off. Did so Do you think Calgary is going to stay in this? I, they, I think Calgary or Vancouver, one of them is going to have to be in third place in the division. I think, I think right now Minnesota is right now two points behind Calgary with, a, with two games in hand.
1: Well, that's the advantage for Minnesota and, and Nashville. Yes. In is, is, is the, two is games is in the hand. 64 games played. Yeah. Winnipeg and Arizona have played 67. Calgary's played 66. Yeah,
2: yep. I agree. Raydell in Vancouver, and I love, what, I watched the Vancouver Toronto game. They deserved a better fate today, too. But Vancouver, again, is playing with their number one goalie, who would have been up for the Vesna. Like He was having that good a year. So they're missing him, and they're missing their best goal scorer in Besser. And both of them are long-term, it looks like, out for you know three weeks, four weeks possible. Besser's out for eight weeks. So I, I think Vancouver's in a little bit of trouble, but I-, I said it five, six weeks ago. I think both wildcard teams will be central, and I- I'll
1: stick with it. All right, Oilers win at home, 3-2 over the Winnipeg Jets. We'd love to hear from you. You can call or text 780-496-0063. You'll also hear from Leon Dreisaitl and Jets head coach Paul Maurice. All coming up, overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Rolled off the tape of McDavid, carried back in by Roslovic, left circle, centering pass, wrist shot, what a save made by Mike Smith! All right, that is Mike Smith save of the game. A few options there, courtesy Jiffy Lou, Be Wise, Winter Rise. 39 stops for Smith as the Oilers take down the Jets 3-2. Jeremy from Glendon writing in. He says, Tyler Ennis looking really good on McDavid's wing. Patrick Maroon showed you don't have to be speedy to play with McDavid. You just need to know what he's thinking and where you need to be. Ennis has made a career for himself by thinking the game extremely well to compensate for his size. And Steph says Ennis looking like a beauty out there. What a great pickup! I can't get over his speed. When he gets going, his form looks a lot like Connor. Excited to see more of him on the top line. Well, I think you are going to see more of him on the top line. As you saw that Dave Tippett kept using him
2: throughout the the game. He's now three straight games he's played on that line. I think you will see that line tinkered with a little bit next game. I would imagine Cassian will be playing with Connor and Ennis. But yeah, I. Ennis is quicker and faster than I thought he was, and the tenacity he's showing right now. He, he's, he's playing for a new contract. He's playing for uh, an opportunity to stay with Connor McDavid.
1: All right. 3 2. The Oilers win it tonight. That means a $75 donation to 630 Ted Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit coveredalberta.ca. 25 bucks for every goal the Oilers score throughout the season. Bouncing back from the goose egg against Vegas on Wednesday night. 780-496-0063. We have Warren on the line. Warren, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead, sir. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, sir. Hey, great game. Enjoyed it very much. Uh, Really liked the job that uh, Rob did in Camelot last weekend. It was a phenomenal weekend.
2: Oh, thank and you very much. Order. It was lots of fun.
1: Yeah, well, it was. Oh, and by the way, uh, the one that's chasing your your record, you got his 28th today.
2: Oh, good for him. I hope he gets so, yeah. a couple more.
1: Well, yeah, they're a great teams. And I'd love to see that Zane Franklin in uh, order order uniform. Reminds he reminds me of Yam-
2: Yamamoto. He's a young kid that plays for the Kamloops Blazers. He's having a great year as a 16-year-old, just a little guy.
1: And he's going after your record of, I guess, like, 400 I didn't know there points was such, in a season?
2: No, for <laughs> I think it's most goals by a 16-year-old in Kamloops. So oh, something nice, like okay.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Well, hey, thanks a lot for calling. Love you guys, I listen all the time. So I'll all be right. Oh, well, there's the one guy that listens all the time. We finally got <laughs> to talk to him. That's amazing. What are the odds? <laughs>
2: What was that, was that when was that, last Friday you were there? Uh, yeah, and the, I was there Friday, Saturday, and the Saturday the Tamlin's playing, we watched, and he's this young, young player, he's a phenom, very good hockey player, playing as a 16-year-old, I think, well, he just said he scored his 28th goal t- tonight, and is, he's, uh, I think, think my rec- the record's 20, I didn't know it was a record, I didn't know they kept track of that, but uh, this kid's having a really good year.
1: By the way, the Oil Kings won tonight 4-0 over the Red Deer Rebels. The Oilers farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, a 2-1 shootout loss to the Ontario Reign while the Oilers beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-2. These two teams are going to play again uh, right away, March 11th back here at Rogers Place as the Oilers will have uh, a couple of homestands in March for a four-gamer against Columbus, Vegas, Winnipeg, and the Islanders and then a six-gamer from the 20th to the 31st they're going to see anaheim twice on that uh, vegas comes on both home stands so you know and some some more important games they got this road trip that's nashville dallas and chicago another road trip that's philadelphia washington and ottawa so i mean they're all different difficult games there's challenges everywhere uh, most you know a lot of other teams have a few or many injuries like the jets mm-hmm. so everybody's except for the few teams that are really really out of it everybody's scratching for every single point or two they can
0: get and
2: it's funny everyone thinks there's easy wins out there I mean San Jose was completely out of it absolutely destroys uh, the Penguins tonight the Ottawa Senators have won some hockey games of late Detroit's beat some teams there's no easy out in the National Hockey League, and that's what makes it so much fun in March, that and any given night, the team you're cheering for could move up two or three spots in the stands or can fall out of it two or three spots. The Oilers still have a, a, a tough road ahead of them, but they've given themselves some breathing room, and
1: that's huge. All right, let's hear from the NHL's leading scorer. He is up to 102 points. Here's Leon Draisaitl.
6: Maybe just first and foremost, a thought on, the, on your goaltender tonight, what he was able
7: to do for you guys. Yeah, he was he was huge, uh, especially in the second and third period. Um, didn't really. Um, you know get to play our game and yeah, he stood in there for us gave us a chance so um, yeah he was big for us tonight.
6: Is, like this? is this the benefit of having a weapon like your power play is if, maybe if you don't necessarily have everything else?
7: Yeah I mean you don't want to rely on it right you don't want to go into games and just rely on your uh, on your power play so um, we have to be a little better 5-on-5 five five, but um, you know we do have a good power play so there's you know, sometimes you, you have to win games that way. You uh, win games yeah. that way in the playoffs. And um, tonight was a little bit like a playoff game. So, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Win is a win. What
6: well, were those last five, six minutes, like you guys had to penalty <coughs> and then to take the goalie out with two and a half? Uh, while you were under a lot of pressure, it seemed like for the most yeah.
7: part... It can... Yeah, it was a little scrambly, obviously. I mean, they, they have a guy, guy more out there, right? So uh, you're just trying to keep it tight, keep it together and stay connected. So... Um, I thought we, we did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, six on five, you're going to get a chance or two. You know, that's that's how it is. Um, so, but I thought we, we did a pretty good job.
6: There aren't a lot of players that have got to 100 points as fast as you've done it, especially in the modern area. I know <coughs> you're more interested in the two points for the team tonight, but just thoughts on another 100
7: points? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously uh, excited about it. Um, you know, it's a special milestone for me, but. Um, you know, that's that's over now, and now it's about making the playoffs. And um, yeah, I feel like I've said that a million times. You guys probably think I'm boring, so. I
6: think Ryan's Never. asked every one of the questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Yeah. Mike Smith says he's really impressed with you considering you're basically
7: still a baby. He called me. Wow. Okay, somebody. Thank you. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, a little
1: bit of laughter there, uh, Yeah, Mike Smith said, Dry side still. Like a baby to him. Leon Dreisaitl declining to comment on that. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> hey, a baby to me. like, how, What is Leon now, 22? Yeah, Smith is 37. Oh, actually, Mike Smith's a baby to me. <laughs> I think the that'd be almost the same. Actually, it is the exact same age difference. Smith to Dreisaitl and Smith to me.
1: 15 years. He's 24. Leon's 24. Oh, is he 24? No, his, oh, yes. Okay. So he's, no, he's an old man. He is an old man. 22 is a baby, 23 is an adult, 24 year old. <laughs> 3 2 win for the Oilers over the Winnipeg Jets tonight. By the way, we're looking for someone to finish the play. If you like winning stuff at 780 496 0063, you can text or call with your thoughts on the game to those uh, two numbers as well. This texter says I've been alarmed all season about the Oilers' five on five play, but they keep winning games. In spite of it, good special teams certainly are a big turnaround for the Oilers. Well, well, then the bigger turnaround is on the penalty kill. The, yes, their the power mean, play was the power always play be was, good. Power play was pretty pretty. Well, I think they struggled a couple of years ago inexplicably, but we expected the power play. I mean, most of the summer I said, okay, if the power play goes from second last to fifteenth. That's gonna shave off a lot of goals. Well, the penalty killing. The penalty. the the penalty killing. If it goes from second last to, you know, 14th, 15th, 16th, you think like, wow, they, they really bumped up. It's gone from second last to second best coming into tonight. Well, it's a combination of a
2: few things. They're much more aggressive. They're much more aggressive because they got a different type of players in. I mean. There's about two or three years in a row where the Oilers' penalty kill was terrible. And it was the same players going out over and over and over again. So they went on, you know, let's fix the problem. Let's get players that are capable of PKing and, and being PKers in the way that we want them to be. And they're very aggressive. They force more. Uh, so they got different personnel, and then they got a goaltender making saves. So the last couple years, the goaltenders were 're making saves at the right moments. They, I mean, the goaltending struggled for a few years here. You're not going to have good penalty killing if you don't get good goaltending. So right now, there's a lot of additions that have been made by Ken Holland, and the fact that Mike Smith and, and Koskinen, for that matter, have been very good in net. So... A, a good penalty-killing unit can win you hockey games, and it has over and over this year for the Oilers.
1: And I would think coming up on the road trip here, Koskinen and Smith split Nashville-Dallas Yep. Monday, Tuesday, Smith in Chicago on Thursday, and then they don't have a back-to-back. Well, they have two back-to-backs left. Nashville-Dallas, March 2nd and 3rd, Philadelphia-Washington on the 15th and 16th. So there's the potential for Smith to really play a lot, though, though Tippett has shown, even when he's leaning towards one guy, he, he likes to get that other guy in there well, in the third or fourth game.
2: Y- you want to get him in there for a couple of reasons. One, Smith is an older goalie, and it doesn't matter how good a shape you're in. You're still age is age. And the Oilers, we believe, are going to be a playoff team, and they're going to play their, their, their number one goalie come playoff time. So that's Mike Smith. So don't burn him out now. So you don't, you don't need to play him, what is it, seven, how many games has the Oilers got left? 17 games left? You're not going to play him 15 out of 17 because there's no back-to-back. And then another reason, too, is if you play one goalie and Koskinen all of a sudden gets stale, and then game two of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Smith goes out with an injury. Now you got a goaltender that hasn't played much in the last month and a half. So you're going to play them both. Smith will get the... The majority of the games, but you're still going to see Koskinen in there, in there. And, and why not? Koskinen has given them quality starts, too, so you have a
1: luxury right now. 3-2, the Oilers win tonight over the Jets. This texter says Dreisaitl has to be the MVP. Connor is good, but Leon is the whole package. Well, Dreisaitl's having an outstanding season for the first time this year, and I wondered whether it was going to pop up. We had some MVP chance. From fans uh, after his first goal, and then while he was doing the the on ice interview after the game with Oilers TV, it's going to be fun to see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how the season finishes for a lot of these players. Certainly, McKinnon is up there for me. Uh, I mean, Pasternak is outstanding. Um, well, to me, there's
2: there's four. Well, with, with Connor as well. But to me, there's four players. There's Drysaddle. There's Pasternak there is McKinnon and if somehow the New York Rangers were to sneak into the playoffs
1: Panarin. Well, Panarin, yeah, Panarin's right. been that's incredible point. this yeah, year. That's the fun thing about this. You can make arguments for, for, any, for, all those for, for yep. a lot of different players. I just don't we, we talked a little bit of this on the Face Off show the, the, some people are saying well you can't vote for Leon because of his, his plus minus which I guess is like saying well he's getting a lot of his points on the power play but I think well Power play is a way to score goals and to help your team win. Like, my comparison would be in football if you said, well, this guy's the leading receiver in the league, but he gets a lot of yards after the catch. Well, that's part of being a good receiver is getting yards after the catch. Part of being a good hockey player is being good on well, special teams. It,
2: it, well, if you want to, I mean, they have the best power play in the league, which Leon Dreisaitl is a huge part of, and they have the second best penalty kill in the league, which Leon Dreisaitl is a big part of. So that's all part of the game. To me, it, it, it's simple. Uh, he, I, he I Leon is in, your, is in my final three, and actually Leon is in my final two. And there will be guys that will push for a McKinnon, and McKinnon's having an incredible year. And there will be guys that will push for Pasternak, who I've talked to Boston guys that Pasternak's having a great year, but so is Marchand. But to me, Leon is is in your final two, and I would give my personal vote that I don't have. I would give it to Leon Dreisel. He's the MVP at this point. Some other things can happen in the last 15 to yeah, 17 years. It,
1: it's, it's a fun debate, and there are so many excellent players having excellent seasons this year. I don't know if there's a wrong answer, but I do think there are... Wrong exclusions, and I think uh, when Settle's name isn't even coming up in the discussion as it is in, in some circles, personally, I, I think that's a mistake. 7804960063. We have Dan on the line as the Oilers win 3 2 over the Jets. Hey, Dan, go ahead. Hey, how's you going tonight, there, boy? Good. Hey,
0: uh, thought we'd uh, say, congrats to Mike Smith, one hell of a game he played tonight. And uh, what do you guys think? You got enough juice to go to the Stanley Cup final?
1: Well, <laughs>
2: we're a long <laughs> we're way away from We're a long way that. away from there. I do believe they're going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Then once you get in the playoffs, as we've seen over the last number of years, anything and everything is possible.
0: Think about uh, AA. I mean, uh, I'm sure you're going to say it's too early to judge, but right now I'm saying Tyler Ennis. He's both an awesome, and uh, AA,
1: maybe he's going to be our third or fourth liner. Sorry, I didn't hear that last part. I think we lost him. That's okay. Uh, I think he said is Ennis uh, a first or fourth liner? Well, he'll play up in the lineup right now. Well, he'll, yeah, he's, he's a first
2: liner for now until he proves otherwise (laughs) he's playing he's playing well Uh, and he's got another opportunity here on the road trip because i don't i don't believe and you don't believe that james neal will be back in the next couple of games that's a few more opportunities for for ennis to prove he's capable of playing with Connor mcdavid
1: all right let's go down to the jets dressing room their head coach is paul maurice courtesy bdo first call debt solutions bankruptcies and consumer proposals licensed insolvency
4: trustees Is it fair to say you guys did everything you could tonight, but get the end result? Yeah, that's the painful part of this one. Is the you know beyond effort. We we played a hell of a game for on any given night. That's that's a fine fine game, and I think it's nine and sixteen for us. And a couple of time zone changes to play as hard as we did tonight, and then lose. That's a painful one for sure that as it went on to play intensity yeah it felt like that you know there was good energy in the building and then both teams kind of feeling each other out in the first and then it got real physical real fast a lot of really smart hockey pucks deep when they were supposed to and it became a, a heavy contest and I, I man that's as, as hard as we've played I, I don't know but we, we've got to be in the high 30s for even strength shots we didn't give up a whole heck of a lot here tonight there's to a man. You know, they played hard. They gave everything they had. What did you guys do so well to keep them to right around 20 shots through 60 minutes? Well, there wasn't any easy ice for them, or, or for us for that matter. You had to take it, and I, and I thought we did. Like, hard gap game, everybody competing on every play, every shift. We got rolling pretty good there in that second, and I don't think we came off it for the rest of the night. We uh, we got it on heavy on the forecheck and lots of zone time, and some great saves by both goaltenders for sure. Can you go in, are the best power play, I mean, what makes them so difficult to try to contain. And skills at the end, you know, like. There's two plays there that we've been able to get clears on, uh, you know, on the first one. We scrum that to the corner. I mean, we've, we've stopped them at the line twice by that time, so we're, we're feeling good and just couldn't get a handle on that puck. And the same thing happened on the second Their hand skills take over and they peel it off the wall, get it out to the point, and find a shot tip in front. So, yeah, man, they've got they've got three or four, but certainly two world-class dynamic players.
1: All right. That is Paul Maurice says the Jets take the loss tonight. Oilers win it 3-2 at Rogers Place. We'll have a little more postgame reaction coming up. Kurt is going to finish the play. We have to call a quick timeout. We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Live. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, Oilers take
1: it 3-2 over the Winnipeg Jets. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with the game winner with 5-16 left in the third period. He had a goal and two assists. Leon Dreisaitl, two goals and an assist. He pushes to 102 points on the season. That, of course, leads the league. Mike Smith, another good start in goal. He makes 39 stops as the Oilers are outshot 41-22, including 33-14 over the final two periods. All right, we have Kurt on the line who is going to finish the play. But, Kurt, uh, give us your thought or your question first.
7: Oh, good game. Thought the pass from Newt to
3: Leon was unreal. Finished the game off. Great night.
1: All right. You're going to finish the play. Your name's going. Uh, you already have, actually, up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking. The best price on Edmonton Airport Parking. Book online, JetSetParking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHED. Here we go. But Nugent Hopkins got double teamed. Winnipeg overloads the right side. Pullman cannot clear. Neither can Gulikov. And now McDavid cross ice. but timers score? Leon Dreisaitl has... All right, so that got Dreisaitl to 100 points. Kurt, here's a here's fun question. The la- like, Leon Dreisaitl is ahead of McDavid in the scoring race, so he might lead the Oilers in scoring. The last time Connor McDavid did not lead the Oilers in scoring was his rookie season of 15-16. Who led the Oilers in points that year? Was it Taylor Hall or Sam Gagne? Taylor Hall. It absolutely was Taylor Hall, who had 65 points. Leon was second with 51, and McDavid had 48 in 45 games. All right, his name's going into the grand prize draw, Rob. For one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting Valued at a thousand bucks Safe adrenaline pumping fun com. Well,
2: while you were asking those questions I was watching Sidney Crosby score a gold, gold medal winning goal In Canada's Olympic gold medal thing We got the big screen on in here right now Kind of exciting right now to be hockey Playoff time Gold medals
1: And Sam Gagne was Sam not Gagne. an oiler that year Sam is not an oiler now either No, he's not He scored tonight for the Detroit Red Wings though Good um, for him.
2: That is good for him. Well, he's getting a chance. He, he's he's playing for another contract as well. So hopefully things will work out for him in Detroit.
1: Okay, the Oilers win 3-2 over the Jets. Blake Wheeler had a nice setup today for a Kyle Connor goal. Here's Wheeler, courtesy BDO First Call Debt Solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees.
3: That game seemed to pick up intensity as it went. Uh, how did you see it? Yeah, we played a good game. Just didn't get the goal we needed. I feel like you guys threw everything at them that you physically could. And, yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, a harder result to accept
2: when you play that well and don't get it? Or?
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you just—it doesn't matter how you play. You got to get results this time of year, and we're in a position where you know if we're tied with five minutes left in the
6: game, we can't leave with zero.
3: We just can't do it. How aware are you guys, too, of what happened above you in the race the Calgary losing and uh, some other teams, too, that you could pass Nashville? Yeah, I mean, Calgary, obviously, they played earlier. Uh, any other games today, I mean, we had our own game to worry about. So, you know, you worry about that stuff after the game. How were you able to turn, uh, turn the your way in the second period? Because the period changed from the first to the second period. I mean, we dominate the second period. That's what we do.
1: Okay, well, Blake Wheeler clearly uh, disappointed as the Jets fall 3 2 to the Edmonton Oilers tonight to Rogers Place. Well, how about that? Was that Wheeler that was reaching for that one? Yeah, on the, in the second From period. The he end. set up Harkins, who just shot wide on the two on one, and then just an odd play the puck off the back wall with Smith out of position. And Wheeler sort of half stuck behind the net, trying with one hand on his stick to tap he, it in.
2: He was on his heels, so he, he wasn't able to come around the net and try and stuff it into. He's on his heels, and he's just trying to reach and try and get the puck because the net was wide open. But the puck was about three inches too far back, and he wasn't able to get around the corner. And then there's one time where Wheeler had to be helped off the ice by two of his teammates. He blocked a Darnell Darnell Nurse shot late in the game, and. He couldn't get to the bench. Two of his teammates came and pulled him on at the same time uh, Shifley was on a breakaway. So a lot happened. And, and you could feel, hear the disappointment in his voice there. As, as he said, "The five minutes to go in a hockey game in a desperate situation for them points-wise, they've got to somehow come out with a point. They were unable. And they, right now, they've, they're running out of games right now. And that's, uh, it's unfortunate. The number of injuries have really starting." to catch up to them as they're starting to fall behind in their race.
1: Mike Smith a lot of big stops today. About 30 seconds before Nugent Hopkins scored partial breakaway for Shifley down the right side. Smith came up with a save.
2: He came with a big save and again the saves Mike Smith got weren't against the the third and fourth lines of the winnipeg jets it was against the Shifleys, the ellers the wheelers Uh, their best players had golden opportunities connor's had a couple great chances i know he scored a goal but he had a couple other big ones Uh, mike smith was excellent in this hockey game
1: all right so big win for the oilers 34 23 and 8 they're alone in second in the pacific division at Nashville on Monday, Rob. We have it with a 4.30 face-off show. The game will start at 6.00. Maybe Yamamoto comes back. There'll be another goaltending decision. I mean, of all the injured guys, probably just Yamamoto would be the one coming back. Pretty simple, he would come in. Patrick Russell would probably be scratched, and they'd they'd shuffle the lines a little bit.
2: Having said that, Russell had a strong game, and Russell, uh, he got... There was—he was one of the guys that was a, a safe bet for the coaching staff down down the stretch. He was playing later in the hockey game, so it, it's an easy call. But uh, i don't know. It's, but Yamamoto will be, and Yamamoto will go back with Leon Dreisaitl. I expect Cassian to go back up with Connor McDavid. And you're going to start to see what the lines will be as we move towards the playoffs.
1: So you would have Ennis, McDavid, Cassian.
2: I would. I wouldn't until Ennis proves he can't play play there, but uh, the last three games, he's been very good.
1: Thanks to Brendan Escott and Scott Johnson for bringing us the post-game reaction tonight. Angie Cornell is our studio producer. Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. You can get more on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. We've been live in Studio 99. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. Nuge gets the winner. Drysaddle tops 100 points. Smith, brilliant in net. Edmonton
0: 3, Winnipeg 2 is your final. Have a great Sunday. 630 Ched, inside sports with Reid Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Ched.